Welcome to the laptop where we talk the talk and walk the walk about all things crypto. I'm your host, Tristan, and I'm joined here with Kareem. Today's date is February 23rd, 2022. So let's go ahead and jump right in without further ado. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, today we're going to be talking about why you should not be selling your crypto. And if you are, well, let this video, watch this video, and then let this video change your mind on that. And anyways, um, before we get into all of that, Kareem has a real quick message for us. If you're joining us on YouTube or Anchor, go ahead and check out the description of this video where you could buy, sell, and store your crypto using our affiliate links. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, make sure to go ahead and do that. Well, as you already know, we start this thing out right with today's cryptocurrency prices in the top 25. Coming in at number, number, numero, I was going to say number and numero at the same time. <laughs> numero uno, number one, Bitcoin trading at $37,865 at the time of this recording, down 14% over the past seven days, up barely even half a percent in the past 24 hours. Ethereum coming in at number two, trading at $2,655. Oh, up about 249%, whoa, not 200, 2.49% over the past uh, 24 hours. Could you imagine if it was up 200% in the last 24 hours? That'd be nuts. Yeah. And then coming in at fit, down 15% over the past seven days. Now let's see what else is brewing up in these top 20. All right, Terra Luna has been on the tear, currently up 13% in the past 24 hours. Sorry, what was that? I said pun intended. Oh, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Luna's on a tear. Exactly. There you go. Yeah, pun intended for sure. Uh, currently up 13.77%, trading at $61. We also have it being up about 10% over the past seven days. I think there was some news that came out on Terra Luna. That's why the platform is doing well and the coin is doing well. Other than that, that is pretty much most of your action in the top 25. All right. So as I said earlier in our intro, listen, we're talking about why you shouldn't be selling your crypto. Now, this little interview is with obviously with Mark Cuban and a news anchor from Fox Business. And he's talking about, you know, the future of cryptocurrency, the parallels of the Internet uh, boom in the 90s and dot-com boom, excuse me, of the 90s uh, in comparison to now. And, you know, he asked this question. Actually, with, let me not say anything. I'm just going to let this video do the talking. You know, I think the last time I had you on, you talked about, look, I mean, you, you don't want to use every last penny and pour it into this. But by the same token, there was promise. Right. Is there still promise? Yeah, of course there is. I mean, crypto has different types of utility. Bitcoin is like an alternative to gold. It's a store of value. Ethereum has a programming language on top of it called smart contracts that allow you to build all kinds of different applications. You have to look at investing at crypto the same way as you look at investing at, in anything. Do you think there's a value proposition there that consumers or businesses are going to use? If you think the answer is yes and you think it, it provides enough growth, then you invest. If the answer is no, you don't. The challenge in crypto, like the early days of internet stocks, is separating the signal from the noise. Back in the, you know, 1995, when all the internet companies were going public with only a website, 
you know, people got all excited and invested in things just because they were there. And you see some of that with crypto as well. But the reality is then like now, if you find a crypto token or application that really provides value and utility, that's where you invest. And that's what I look for. Very good. Very good. Kareem, what'd you get from that? Yeah, I, I agree with him because like uh, the way I invest is investing uh, where I find value in the market. Um, so my biggest holding is Ethereum because I think that's the most valuable token for like the next decade plus. Um, second is Bitcoin. And then third is Chainlink because uh, Chainlink uh, enables data from the real world to come into the cryptocurrency space. So um, I'm a very use case maximalist uh, type investor. Um, so I completely agree with Mark Cuban. Um, it's basically like the 2000s tech bubble all over again, where there's Amazons, Googles and Apples in the market. But then you also have like the pets.com and like these more obscure coins that like are going to go to zero, uh, basically, um, come 10 years down the line. So uh, you have to be very careful with what you invest in for the long term. Um, even though like you can make quick profits off of like uh, pump and dump coins, um, those aren't safe to invest in. Uh, there's actually one that we'll talk about later. Um, but um, yeah, it's best to put your money or the majority of your funds in the coins that have the most long-term prospect rather than the ones that like just pump and dump real quick. Uh, most, what do you think? Most definitely. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, I, I live by this saying that says, you know, the further you look into the past is the, or the deeper you look into the past is the further you can see into the future. Right. And if we look at past cycles with um, the Internet boom uh, the, or the dot com boom back in the 90s and early 2000s, you'll see so many parallels where, as you mentioned, right, a ton of Internet companies have started popping up with dot com names back then because it was a hot thing to do it was the end thing it was a cool thing to do. But where are these companies now, right? Where are some of these projects now? Nowhere to be found. And, you know, cryptocurrency is in that same stage. I, I do feel that, you know, crypto is moving at a much faster rate um, because of the information age that we live in and social media yeah. and all that stuff. Um, a lot of more information is being spread quicker. So this is why I'm led to believe that we can see, like, you know, leaps and bounds in the crypto space very quickly, right? And you mentioned something that's very key. Um, you, you mentioned Ethereum is your biggest holding and Chainlink is your second largest holding, correct? Is that what you said? Sorry, you, you froze. Can you say that again? Oh, sorry, sorry. So yeah, you mentioned that Ethereum is your biggest holding and Chainlink yeah. is your second largest? Uh, Chainlink's third largest, but yeah, it's up there. It's pretty much tied with Bitcoin. So okay. yeah. Okay, so I find that interesting because two, two of those plays, Let's just say two out of the three of your top three holdings are DeFi plays, right? Mm -hmm. And that tells me that you're bullish on DeFi. And not only that, but DeFi, it, it's not only that, that you're bullish on it, but many people have the same collective mind state where, you know, as you mentioned, uh, cryptographic truth being brought forth, um, brought to fruition in the, crypto, in the crypto space where, you know, you have pure transparency all across the board. Then you have outside data coming into the crypto space. No other platforms doing it. And if there are other platforms that, that, that are doing it that I don't know of, they're not, they, they don't have as much market share or they haven't captured um, the, that space because Chainlink is the number one leader in the space of, um, of oracles and what have you. And um, Ethereum is like 
as Mark said, you know, it's it speaks this language of where you could write smart contracts on this protocol. And not only that, as I mentioned before, we have NFTs, you have DeFi, you have so many different platforms being built on Ethereum. So it's 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 in like it's very obvious that Ethereum is going to be a big one in the next five to ten years. Ethereum is here to stay, bottom just like Bitcoin, bottom line, right? Yeah. So um, yeah, Ethereum is definitely my largest holding. It's also the the Crypto Labs number one pick. Um, we got a hunch on it back in 2020. Uh, speaking about, you know, we, at that time it was like about $427 when we recommended it. Now we're currently trading at today's prices. I want to say what, $2,500, $2,600 uh, US dollars at the time of this recording. Um, at its all-time high, we're at, we're sitting around like 42 to 4300 So, you know, we more than 10x our money on that. Um, so yeah, I, I believe that there's a lot more opportunity for the future of Ethereum. Yeah. But what do you, or have you heard of the FAT protocol thesis? What, sir? The FAT protocol thesis. Oh, I haven't. So basically that's a um, uh, theory that like the cryptocurrencies that are platforms for everything else to build on will capture the majority of the value. Because um, in the internet age, the companies that built on top of the internet captured all the value. Um, but in uh, crypto and Web3, um, instead of like you basically get to capture value at the um, bottom layer. So it would be the same as the internet capturing all the value uh, where you make money off the internet directly rather than money off the companies that build on top of it. Hmm. So um, I, I do believe in the fat protocol thesis where Ethereum and the protocols that are like the base layer for innovation are going to capture most of the value. Um, but I don't know if you have uh, any opinions about that. Hmm, that's uh, interesting. So I have a question. So let's just think of a, a layer, a layer one platform or a layer two platform that's built on Ethereum. Um, let's think about Matic. Are you saying is what you're okay. saying is Matic is going to be capture a lot of the value in the space because it's a layer two protocol that's built on the Ethereum blockchain? So what, no, what I'm saying actually is that Ethereum would soak up most of the majority of the value from Matic. Mm. but um, Matic will get like a smaller portion. So basically over the long term, like what's going to happen is that like a lot of these layer two protocols will have their nice, their day of glory where like they have like a nice uh, return, but then eventually most of them are going to trend to zero, like 95% of the market is going to trend to zero. And oh. all of that value that's uh, getting lost on those cryptocurrencies are going to go right back into Bitcoin, right back into Ethereum uh, and back into like, even though Chainlink's technically a layer two protocol, um, I think Chainlink will soak up a lot of value too. So I guess it's safe to say that all roads lead back to Bitcoin and Ethereum. Yeah, <laughs> essentially. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Hmm. I have to look into that. That's that's actually something new. I just learned something new. So yeah, that's something I'll definitely look into. The fact protocol is what it's called, right? Yeah, that protocol thesis. That's uh, easy. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's. It might be P H A T. That oh fat oh okay. so yeah. then it's an acronym then okay yeah okay i see i thought you said okay got you got you got you all right so moving right along let's be let's talk about um you know bitcoin getting to one million dollars and the, and the simple math on how it gets there now shout out to james lavish um james if you're watching this video i follow you on twitter so go ahead and follow your boy back and follow cream as well too um but um essentially what's happening here is um you know we, we want to ask the question, right? 
how does Bitcoin get to $1 million, right? And this is what he says in his thread. He said, it's pure math. Here's how Bitcoin would be worth $1 million, okay? So he breaks down how, how there's $700 trillion of global investment assets worldwide, okay? $137 billion or trillion dollars in bonds, $119 or $117 trillion in stocks, $290 in uh, real estate and ag agriculture as well. Um, and then you have 200 or sorry, $22 trillion in art and collectibles, right? Not including NFTs, if that's what you're thinking. And then uh, you have 10 only $10 trillion in gold, right? And then you think about M2, which is like cash, savings, you know, this money you just have, um, that's $130 trillion, right? Totaling $706 trillion US, okay? Now, at the time of when he wrote this, it was Bitcoin is at $42,000 per coin. At the time of this recording, Bitcoin trading at about 37,600 uh, per coin, right? So that gives it a market cap of 700, so, sorry, uh, $717 billion right now, okay? Let's go back over to that article. So we're, we're in the realm of, let's just say 0.10, to one three of global assets. That's how much uh, Bitcoin. That's how much um, Bitcoin's market share is or market value in comparison to the global assets that I just mentioned of seven hundred six trillion dollars. Okay. Now, what essentially this is what Bitcoin would have to look like in order to capture capture. Um, or in order for Bitcoin to get to these prices that you can see on my screen, if you're joining us on Anchor and you're watching this, there's a couple of numbers here. I'm going to read them out. So if Bitcoin gets 1% of the $706 trillion, right, that, that means that Bitcoin, not the cryptocurrency market, but Bitcoin in itself would be sitting at $7 trillion, just Bitcoin, which would value one, each coin at $337,000, okay? This is when things get crazy. If Bitcoin captures only 2%, which is 14 trillion, double that. We're, we're looking at a $667,000 Bitcoin, okay? And then thirdly, if Bitcoin gets 3%, if it captures only 3% of that market share that we mentioned, that 700 billion figure, 700 trillion figure, excuse me, that'd be $21 trillion or 21 trillion uh, market cap, which would equate to a $1 million Bitcoin. It makes perfect sense. There's 21 million Bitcoin out there, right? There will only ever be 21 million. So at 21 trillion, therefore each Bitcoin would be 1 million. Simple math, right? So if we look at that, we don't know. Actually, let me, let me stop rambling. Kareem, let me ask you this, bro. How, how long do you think it will take for us to get there to that $1 million mark? For Bitcoin. Yeah, I was actually about to ask you the same question. So that's funny. But um, I think it'll take a while. Um, we'll have to see how the normal uh, US and global economy does, because um, I think that's going to have a big, um, that's going to be a big play in whether Bitcoin gets there in, a, in the short term or long term. Um, but I would estimate at least a decade uh, for Bitcoin to get to $1 million. Um, maybe a little bit longer, like uh, uh, two decades, or maybe a little bit shorter, like seven years or so. 
but um, I do think it'll take a while because like uh, if you've seen past history of Bitcoin, we always have like these run-ups during the bull market and then these drawdowns. So um, the halving cycles do still play uh, somewhat of a role in Bitcoin's price. So I think those halving cycles are going to slow it down a little bit. Um, but um, the global economy um, having struggles might speed it up. Yeah, I, I kind of second that too. Um, to put an exact time frame on it, it's tough to say because, you know, there's, there's always the potential that we go into a super cycle, right? We don't know. We don't exactly know how long a super cycle could last for. A super cycle could go on for 10 years, could go for 20 years, it could go for five years, right? We don't know. My thesis is this. If Bitcoin, or not that, if they continue, if the Fed continues to print money, or let me just say the world economy continues to print money the way it is, I believe we can see a $1 million Bitcoin within the five, in the next five to 10 years. Yeah. Because like I always say, if Bitcoin or if crypto if money has no bottom, Bitcoin has no top, right? As long as they keep on printing, people are just going to start to realize, okay, this inflation thing is eating out my pockets and I need to find something that's going to counteract my, that inflation. And I'm going to have to find something that's outperforming inflation. And the only hedge against inflation that we know that's easy, convenient, and uh, open source decentralized is Bitcoin, right? So, I mean, a million dollar Bitcoin can happen within the next five to 10 years. We don't know, but we'll just have to wait and see, right? So, you know, I... I, I just want to ask you guys a question, right? You're watching this video on YouTube or, you know, you're listening to this, you're listening to this, excuse me, on Anchor. I would ask you, how long do you think it's going to take for Bitcoin to reach $1 million? Leave that in the comment section down below. Or if you're watching on Anchor or listening on Anchor, go ahead and just leave that in that comment section as well there too. All right, moving right along. Oh, uh, before we move on, uh, I actually have one more question. Sure. Uh, what do you think the total crypto market cap would be at uh, if Bitcoin's at a uh, million dollars? Wow. Now, when this came out of left field, what do I say to that? Yeah. Okay, so let me say this. I'm no mathematician, but I do know one thing. It's a lot, <laughs> you know? <Yeah. laughs> it's a lot. Because think of it this way, okay? So right now, Bitcoin's at $717 billion dollars right? That's the market cap of Bitcoin, okay? Then number two, by market cap is Ethereum, okay? So that gives us a total, and there's other, obviously other coins to factor in as well too, but that gives us a combined market cap of $1.7 trillion, okay? With you factor in all the coins, right? Now, Bitcoin reaching 7 trillion, Oh man, how do you do the math on this one? Who's the math? Or it would be uh, 21 trillion at. Uh, oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, 21 trillion. Bitcoin reaching um one one Bitcoin reaching one million dollars would be at 21 trillion. At minimum, we could expect anywhere around a 30 trillion or let me say 25 trillion dollar market at minimum, ranking it Bitcoin above gold and silver. Yeah, I'm ranking above gold and silver, considering that silver and gold don't move from where they're at right now, right? So that's something you want to keep in the back of your mind. That's just my prediction. Not going to say like this is going to happen for sure, but it's a good question. Yeah. All right. Finally, Safe Moon. Who bought Safe Moon? Raise your hand. 
<laughs> oh man, if you did not save Moon Man, I hope I hope you just collected your profits and you ran. Because that is a classic pump and dump scheme. We've seen these a ton in crypto over the years. I mean, I've been here since 2016. I've seen a lot of pump and dumps. And wow, a couple of them got me. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. The first in the first <laughs> a couple of days, uh back in the early days, yeah, pumping dumps did get me, but I learned my lesson. I don't invest in no pump and dump and no um, rug pull uh projects. But let's talk about Safe Moon. Safe Moon. And pump and dump loss, excuse me, pump and dump lawsuits target Jake Paul, Soldier Boy, and others. The new proposed class action alleges the Safe Moon recruited that Safe Moon recruited a number of celebrities to lure investors in with misleading promotions. Hmm, sounds like something we heard before. It wasn't there something uh, a while back with DJ Khaled and um, Floyd Mayweather? Yeah, see, yeah, that one was like some weird coin. I don't even remember what that yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was another one of those. What it, I, I thought you were gonna mention BitConnect. Oh no, yeah. <laughs> BitConnect's another one. Another yeah. that's that's a legendary Ponzi scheme. Yeah, <laughs> I almost got sucked into that. I'm not gonna lie, I almost got sucked. There's a, there's a lot of YouTubers at the time talking about BitConnect and talking about oh, it's next best thing. You all you have to do is recruit someone, and then their capital goes to you. I'm like, oh, this is a pyramid <laughs> scheme. Like, yeah. I, I've seen this with global marketing. <laughs> See what I'm saying? Global, literally global marketing. Wow. <laughs> That oh man, that I know a lot of people that got burned by that too, and a lot of YouTubers and influencers they actually actually got lawsuits. I'm not gonna say no names, but yeah, there was there was it was pretty pretty messy back in those days. But anyway, moving right along, a new class action lawsuit demands a jury trial against A-list celebrities and social influence for their alleged participation in a classic pump and dunk scheme relating to Safe Moon's tokens. Safe Moon, a BNB chain native cryptocurrency allegedly recruited a number of celebrities to lure investors in with misleading promotions. Some of the prominent names roped in by the scheme include musicians such as Nick Carter, Soulja Boy, Little Yachty, and YouTubers like Jake Paul and Ben Phillips. When, they, when it said Nick Carter, I was thinking the Backstreet Boy. <laughs> I can't even lie. Because Nick, Nick Carter, anyways, if you if you listen to the Backstreet Boy, shout out Backstreet Boy. And shout out all the Backstreet Boy fans out, fans out there. I was a Backstreet Boy fan. But anyways, that's besides the point. According to the lawsuit, Safe Moon and subsidiaries mimicked a real-life Ponzi scheme, uh, Ponzi schemes by misleading investors to purchase Safe Moon tokens under the pretext of unrealistic profits. And here you have a picture of Daniel, Daniel Cormier, real sad, looking bloodied, beat up, and Jake Paul saying this, Jake Paul tweet saying, everyone needs a Safe Moon or this will be you. So this is during the time that Safe Moon was actually, you know, around, and this is when they were promoting it, all right? I mean, you think of someone that has the reach like Jake Paul, he reach tens of millions of millennials and Gen Zs who are just willing to deploy some cash into Safe Moon, who believe that, you know, Jake, Jake Paul's a financial advisor, right? <laughs> <laughs> the same guy that's knocking guys out in the ring is the same guy that's advising you what coins that you should be buying. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> safe moon did not moon safely. Seriously, seriously, it did not moon safely at all. All right. So um, you know, before I'm not gonna go ahead and read any more of this article. You guys pretty much get the gist of it. But I will say this, you know, actually let me ask you this, Kareem. Were there people like that, that that were trying to like rope you in to crypto or um to safe moon? Uh yeah, I heard a couple people tweeting about it. 
like when I was advertising for the crypto lab around this time, I think Dogecoin was going as well. And everyone was trying to catch the next Doge and like the next Shiba and stuff. So like I heard a couple of people talking about SafeMoon in their portfolio. Um, but of course, like I recognized it instantly that it was like another pump and dump. So um, I didn't invest in it. And uh, I, didn't, I recommended that other people didn't as well. But um, whenever to, you could still make, like, let, let, let me say this. You could still make money off of these pump and dumps. But uh, whenever you invest in them, I never recommend putting more than 5% of your assets in it. Um, that way, if you lose all your money in it, like you're not hurt severely. Um, but that 5% is enough to be lucrative on the upside. Like let's say at 4Xs or something, that's like a 20% gain in your portfolio. So um, yeah, uh, just be careful with uh, pump and dumps because uh, there's a lot in the market. Uh, Dogecoin is probably the most famous and then Shiba is number two. Um, so yeah, just be careful with those because this isn't the first one and it won't be the last one. Most definitely, most definitely. And just a real quick plug, um, this is not financial advice. We're not financial advisors in any which way. Um, what we do is offer education, right? Simply our opinionated and education. That's opinions and education, excuse me. Um, so yeah, not financial advice in any which way. Um, one thing I will say, you know, you got to be careful when the person or that longtime friend or relative or family member just hits you up at a random ask you, what do you think about Safe Moon? And then you you think you tell them what you think about it, and then after they tell you that you shouldn't invest, like that <laughs> that one always trips me up. Someone someone actually asked me about this. Oh, what do you think about Safe Moon? I'm like, uh, I don't know too much about it. Bing bang boom, I went ahead did my research, did my due diligence. I'm like, oh, this is a pump and dump, classic Ponzi scheme. Everything that's article saying, right? And then I went back to that person and I said, yeah, this is a Ponzi scheme. I wouldn't put any money in this. I wouldn't even touch it with a 10-foot pole. They're like, oh, you shouldn't invest because Jake Paul and da-da-da-da. They, they mentioned a bunch of celebrities that are investing in it. So I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Jake Paul, Soldier Boy, Nick Carter, <laughs> all jump off a bridge. You're jumping off the bridge with them? No, you're not. So why the heck are you doing it with, their, with your money? You know what I'm saying? Guys, you have to remember something. In the world of crypto, or not even in the world of crypto, in the world of investing, any information that's gone public, just know you are the last one to know because one, you're the sheep. The sheep always get dumped on. That's the bottom line, okay? These guys already locked in their profits. The Safe Moon CEOs and CFOs and OMOs and all the O's already reached out to these guys already and say, all right, listen, this is what you're going to do, Mr. Soldier Boy. We're going to have you promote this on your Twitter. You're going to reach tens of millions of kids. And what's going to happen is we're going to cut you a check. And because you, we, not only do we cut you a check, we're also going to give you X amount of coins. And when these coins go ahead or when these people go ahead and buy up these coins, that's when you begin to sell. They already had their plan planned out. These guys cashed out long before you heard about it. Or the moment you heard about it, these guys were cashing out. It's called exit liquidity. That's the word of the day. Exit liquidity. Meaning mm -hmm. when people want to exit the market, when they want to unload their positions and whatever asset it is that they're holding, they always need someone on the other side as a buyer, right? The market consists of buyers and sellers. As a seller, in this case, Soulja Boy, Jake Paul, and all those other celebrities, they are the holders, bag holders. You, as a, or uh, they're the buyers, or no, excuse me, they're the sellers. You are the buyer in this case, okay? 
the moment they go ahead and say, hey, buy Safe Moon, and, and Jake Paul puts out this tweet, like what I just showed you, everyone needs Safe Moon, or this will be you. Just believe he's selling. He's selling his position as you're buying. You're the exit liquidity. You're the sheep. And this is no wonder why people get dumped on, right? Here's a chart of what Safe Moon's done over the past, what? I want to say, what, what, what is this chart showing us? I guess it looks, it looks like a monthly chart. Yeah, but yeah, nonetheless. Yeah, yeah. yeah all-time price of, um, of uh, Safe Moon peaked. Obviously, once upon a time, it was at a dollar trading, or sorry, not even a dollar, trading at with no value, right? It topped out at 0. 0.0000012 cents, right? And then from there, it dumped all the way down to pretty much its, its original value, right? So this is something that you have to keep in mind. Oh, oh, we got a visitor. We got a visitor here. <laughs> we got a visitor. This is my daughter, Cassie. But anyways, this is something you want to keep in mind, right? This is something that you need to know. At the end of the day, you are, you are exit liquidity. Do not be exit liquidity, okay? Simple, simple as that. Kareem, you want to weigh in on this a little bit? Yeah. So yeah, same thing Tristan said, uh, make sure you're not like uh, liquidity for somebody else's bags. Um, I actually have a video talking about pump and dumps, uh, which is called uh, Dogecoin to the moon question mark. Uh, we'll post that in the description of this video. But um, that one I talk about why booms bust and bubbles happen in the market. So I highly recommend checking out that video uh, for like some education on like why pump and dumps happen and uh, how to dictate whether a coin is a pump and dump or not. Most definitely, most definitely. Go ahead and check that out. And hey, finally, with our closing thoughts, you know, you know if you're new to crypto and you want to, you know, dive deeper into space, go ahead and check us out at cryptolab.ca. There you could join us for free, one, not free, but one-on-one um, -on -one coaching, um, investment recommendations, several different um, education resources that we have and our private membership group. Um, go ahead, check us out at cryptolab.ca and use coupon code WINTER25. That, that code is actually going to be expiring at the end of this week. So go ahead and uh, become a member, sign up today. And finally, 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 if you're watching this video, go ahead, smash that like button, help us out with the YouTube algorithm. And that is pretty much it. All that being said, I'm Tristan. And I'm Kareem. And this is The Lab Talk. Peace.